0: Bible saints, let's turn to the book of Genesis and also to the book of Matthew. I want to do a little bit of reading today and sharing what the Lord has laid on my heart for for us today. Sixth chapter of the book of Genesis and the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew. You'll want to follow along with me in your Bible and let's see what thus saith the Lord. Amen. From his holy word. Somebody pray with me. Amen. That the Lord will speak to our hearts in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sixth chapter of the book of Genesis. I want to start reading verses 5 through 8. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. the Lord. Chapter 7, verse 1, and the Lord said unto Noah, come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. In verse 11, it says, in the sixth hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month the seventeenth day of the month, the same day, were all the fountains of the deep, of the great deep, broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah, and Shem, and Ham, and Japheth, and the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and Three wives of his sons with them into the ark, they and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after his kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. Uh, That's important. And every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they went in, they that went in went in male and female of flesh, as God had commanded them, and the Lord shut him in, and the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth, and the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went up upon. The face of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered, and all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, for all that was, of all that was in the dry land died. And every substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth and Noah only remained alive. And they that were with him in the ark and the waters prevailed upon the earth in 150 days. Let's go to the New Testament and see chapter 24 of the Gospel according to Matthew. And let us focus our attention on verses 37 through 39. Matthew 24 37 reads But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I'd like to use for a thought this afternoon, come into the ark. Come into the ark. You know, uh, these two verses in the book of Genesis, where we start in Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, I find them personally, to be two of the saddest verses in Scripture, especially verse 6 where it says, And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. That that is something I'm sure I have done, but it is not something I am proud of, nor should you be. That is to grieve God at his heart. After the Lord has been so good to us, each one of us could have a testimony today of the goodness of God that has been shown to us. And to think somehow we would repay him by doing foolish things that would cause him to be grieved is horrible. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But God repented. He wished he could change everything that he had made man. Now, this great flood that the Bible tells us about, uh, it happened about 10 generations after Adam. And I don't know how many years that was, but you need to remember the fact that if you read those first few chapters of the book of Genesis, people lived hundreds of years, hundreds of years back in those days. For example, Noah's father's name was Lamech, and Noah wasn't born to his father until his father was 182 years old. Amen. Methuselah, the oldest man to ever live in the earth, lived for 969 years. Adam lived for 930 years. These facts alone are what Deacon Turner has been trying to share with us through the years that suggest to us we cannot believe modern-day liars who tell us that somehow people that lived centuries ago were dumber, were uh, were somehow uh, less intelligent, were smaller. All of that is foolishness. Because if the Lord bless you to live a few years, a few decades upon this earth, if you've got any sense, you get better at whatever you're doing that's a noble, worthy goal. Can you imagine what it would be like to be able to live hundreds of years? You might actually become something. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the fact of the matter is these people were smarter, stronger, bigger, wiser. Than those of us that live today. But over these first 10 generations, rather than using all that God had given them to the good, we find that, the, that evil had so impregnated the hearts of men. Since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, uh, uh, the evil was there until, until God said that he, he was sorry. He was sorry that he had ever made man. The earth. And I often say this to my wife, and sometimes she'll say it to me, when we hear the stories of what's going on in our world today, we'll just quote the scripture to each other. And the earth was full of violence. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. From the book of Matthew, we read an excerpt from Jesus' teaching to his disciples about his second coming. And one of the signs that he said uh, that they should look for is that the earth when he comes, would be quite similar to the way the earth was in Noah's day. Praise the Lord. The world is full of evil in our daytime. Uh, the degraded moral condition of men is a sure testimony and a sign that the Lord Jesus Christ is soon to come. Hallelujah to the Lord. We're, we're, we're listening to it We're seeing it, but very few seem to be doing anything about the wake-up call that God is giving us. And so I plead with you today, just like Noah pleaded for 120 years to his generation, come into the ark. The ark of Noah's day was a symbol of the church of Jesus Christ today. And just as only Noah's family, a man was in the ark and they were saved from the terrible flood, so only those who are in the church of Jesus Christ will be saved from the wrath of God today that is soon to be poured out upon this ungodly world. Now, a lot of us have been educated by the smart Folk in our day and time, and they're telling us that we shouldn't believe the Bible and we shouldn't believe this story about the flood. It's a mythical story. The numbers are mythical, all that kind of nonsense. These are people who do not believe in God, and they certainly don't believe Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. They don't believe they need to repent of any of the evil they need to do, and they don't want to acknowledge that the Bible is the true word of God because sin has consequences. They don't like the idea of facing those consequences. But there's some things that we should consider regarding the authenticity of a great flood in the earth. First of all, we need to realize that it is not only the Old Testament that speaks of the flood, but the New Testament does so too. Amen. We should consider the fact that Jesus talked about Noah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so did his disciples. Matter of fact, it's been said that over 250 different civilizations around the world have stories of a great world flood. They may not all have all the detail that the Bible gives us in the Old Testament, but many civilizations, amen, we have found writings on these civilizations of the past that uh, attest to the fact that there was a flood. Consider this, the dimensions that God gave to Noah with regard to how to build this ship are still the same dimensions that many ship designers use today when they're trying to build very stable ships who can weather storms. That, those dimensions are a ratio of 300 to 50 to 30. It's still the basic design even until this day. Praise the Lord. Noah didn't have to go around and try to round up all the animals. The animals could hear the voice of God. Not like man who Noah was preaching to and telling them, it's going to rain. God's going to flood the earth. You need to come inside the ark if you want to be safe. They laughed at him and poo-pooed. You know, who is this old man talking about rain? It had never rained before. Do You see, uh, up until that time, amen, the dew from heaven came down in the evening and watered the, the earth. And and that's the only kind of wetness that they ever saw. So because they didn't see it, they didn't have faith to believe it. And his faith is still the reason why folks will not come into the ark today. They don't believe the word of God. They're looking like Thomas, except I see the nail prints in his hand to put my hand into his side. I won't believe. But Jesus said, blessed is he that believes, even though he has not seen. They didn't believe it was going to rain. They didn't believe there would be a flood, but there was. And a lot of folks today don't believe that Jesus Christ is coming back again and that the world is getting worse and worse. I don't know where they're looking or what they're thinking, but their lack of faith, their unbelief, praise God, is going to result in their eternal damnation. So Noah didn't have to try to round up the creatures after their kind. Praise the Lord. Amen. But God spoke to these animals, and they were obedient, and they came to where Noah was, where the ark was built, and the uh, male and female, and they came into the ark. Amen. Consider this. The Bible says that the highest mountains were covered by 15 cubits of water. Well, that is half the height. Yeah, of the ark, the ark was safe from scraping bottoms at all times. Praise God, because Amen of the of the size of the we would call them hills. You see, you, you've got to consider that the antediluvian world was a very different world. Amen. Than the world that we see today. It didn't have the tall mountains. The things that we see in the world today in many cases have come about since the flood. On this side of the flood. But there were no super great mountains back in those days. We would probably call them hills. Hills. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But when you when you consider this, praise God, it, it makes sense. Large mountains as we have them didn't exist, amen, until after the flood. And, and consider this, amen, when our archaeologists and scientists uh, are trying to uh, do, uh, uh, figure out the ontology of the world, the, the nature of, of things and uh, uh, how things came to be in the earth, they're in the mountains, they're digging. They're down in valleys digging, but particularly in the mountains, they're digging, and they're finding fossils in the mountains, in our mountains, praise the Lord, thousands of feet up from sea level, and they're finding sea creature fossils, praise the Lord, amen, in the mountains. How in the name of God could a sea creature that depends on water be uh, that high above sea level uh, on dry land unless water brought it to those mountains? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That explains it. That's the simple explanation. But if you listen to these foolish folk, amen, today that think they're so bright and call themselves scholars, they'll make up something, amen, and and spoon feed it to us, amen, at at, at school age up and we buy into it and believe it. But when you stop and think about it, it doesn't make one ounce of sense. They'll tell you that extraterrestrial beings came from outer space, amen, did this, praise God. They need to stop lying, praise God. Amen. The only creatures we know about are creatures on earth and the angels in heaven. That's all the Bible speaks to us. It doesn't speak to us about spaceships coming from some other world and all that science fiction. Amen. Fiction. Fiction. These ideas that men have come up with. They refuse to acknowledge God. They refuse to uh, to, to, to maintain him in their memory. Therefore they have to come up with these fantastic lies. Amen. And it's a shame because amen people would rather believe scientists than believe the Bible which is the word of God. But after 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 the flood was over, God made a covenant with Noah, praise God. And he said, listen, I'm never going to destroy the world like this again. Amen. Next time I'm going to destroy it by fire, but I will not drown everyone and everything that, uh, in whom is the breath of life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he said, I'm going to send you a sign. I'm going to send you a bow, he called it. Praise God. We call it a rainbow today. Amen. Uh, uh, in the clouds. And you're going to look and see that, and that's going to remind you that one day I destroyed the whole world, all living creatures in whom is the breath of life. Praise God. I destroyed them with water but I'm not going to uh, do that again praise God isn't it a travesty that the gay and lesbian crowd has chosen that symbol uh, as their symbol praise the Lord but again it's just a testimony to the fact amen that God's word is true and God's word is right and that God will execute judgment again all against all unrighteousness praise the Lord amen and so even though we have floods today and many are catastrophic even the floods from this uh, Hurricane Matthew that we see today, they are nothing, amen. These tsunamis tsunamis are nothing compared to what God did, amen, a few thousand years ago, amen, during Noah's time. Hallelujah. Amen. So, amen, it seems like the the horrible thing about people is they have a difficult time learning, learning lessons from God. Uh, They have a difficult time interpreting his actions, his signs praise God and it's because we we find ourselves with a nature that is uh, contrary to God and we find ourselves as being lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God Uh, and so therefore when God speaks to us in various ways amen we don't uh, recognize and we don't understand because our hearts are are cold and, and full of sin until we're regenerated by God's great power and by his spirit hallelujah Praise the Lord. And so, amen, we, and just like there was wickedness in Noah's time, uh, gross wickedness, every imagination of the thoughts of the heart of men was only evil continually. So we see the same thing happening in our world today. And there are more people now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And and life, if possible, is a little more crazy than it was in Noah's time. But just consider the the, the degraded morality. Morality that we're dealing with now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Approximately one third of the entire population of the United States. That's about 110 million people. Amen. Have sexually transmitted diseases in our day and time. Praise the Lord. And this is according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. How about the fact that uh, uh, Americans uh, that are somewhere between 15 and 24 years old account for about 50% 50%, 50%, praise God, of the venereal diseases and sexually transmitted disease cases each year in our country. 60% of male sex abuse victims and 80% of female sex abuse victims are abused by someone known to the child or the child's family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How about this? An astounding 30% of all internet travel, amen, traffic now goes to adult websites. In other words, pornography websites. you got a third of the folk that get on that thing now, getting on their thing to look at disgusting, nasty stuff. Praise the Lord. And if you get that kind of stuff in your mind, amen, and in your heart, then that's how you're going to behave. Somebody said, amen, garbage in and garbage out. People's minds are being literally wrecked today, praise God, because they're looking at stuff, amen, that is ungodly. Seventy percent of all men in the age group. Group of 18 to 24 years old Amen. visit at least one adult website each month. That's a, that's a lot of men and I hope it ain't nobody in here but if it is I'm telling you praise God it's time to come into the ark. Amen. The evil men and seducers the Bible says shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived and the devil has a systematic plan to destroy you. I remember my son-in-law Elder Graham telling me some years ago when he was a principal at a school in uh, 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 in uh, the Boston area, that he went into the computer lab one day where there were 8th grade boys and they all had computers. He said every one of the 8th grade boys was looking at pornography. They were on websites that the teachers didn't have access to. This is a systematic plan by the devil to destroy mankind and some of us are playing right along with it. Praise God. As far as I'm concerned, pornography is is on the television, pornography is on the billboards, pornography is in the malls, praise God, it's filthy for men and it's degrading for women that put themselves up amen, to be abused by these men, praise the Lord, amen, the man that's looking and imagining and is abusive is just as bad as the gal with her clothes off revealing herself, it's a sick world, praise God, hallelujah, it's a world that's messed up in his mind, it's a world that thinks about evil things continually, some men find it hard to get their mind off of that kind of filth. When you look at it, praise God, only the power of Jesus Christ can break that yoke and change your mindset. Even when you fall down on your knees, the demons of hell will bring those images back to your mind to try to block you from praying. You've got to make the break. As I said to you, I think earlier this year last year, you've got to burn those bridges. You've got to do whatever you have to do, praise God. Amen. So you can be free of that kind of stuff because only Jesus Christ can destroy that yoke. I think those clutches of the devil are worse than drugs that people are on in our day and time. Brothers, if you're in that mess, you need to confess it and come out of it and come into the ark. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In the United States today, more than half of the couples are moving in with each other. They're not getting married. Praise God. They're just moving in and living with each other. Praise the Lord. And for women under the age of 30 in the United States, more than half of them have babies that are born out of wedlock. These, 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 these radical feminists are telling you you don't need a man. Child doesn't need a father. Mother can do just as good a job. That's a lie from the pit of hell and the statistics are speaking against it right here in the state of Connecticut. Amen. The child and youth services. Amen. Branch of government. Amen. Act like they had just had an epiphany recently. Amen. To realize, well, when we're having trouble placing a child, why don't we look to the father? If we've got to take a away from the mother and that's a shame and embarrassment that a woman would bring a child in the world and won't raise it. Praise the Lord. Amen. But what's happening now is these folks are shipping them out to everybody but the daddy just because these radical devilish feminists are driving this mentality. Praise God. And now that they've opened their eyes and realized that fathers are are just as good parents. Now they're starting to shift them to the fathers and finding the fathers are doing a great job. Listen, children need their father and their mother amen to have a fighting chance in this world amen and it's wrong praise God amen for people to cut the father out of a child's life if he's a decent man if he's trying to do his right and it's wrong for a woman to teach her child against the father because she couldn't get along with the father maybe she was the problem praise God because if you got a fresh mouth and a bad attitude only a a little sliver and weasel is going to stay with you anyhow Praise God, amen. Praise God. But no, no man that really loves you and respects you, praise God, is going to walk off and leave you. I know there are a lot of men out here today that don't know anything about responsibility, but a mother can never put in her children what God gave a father to put in them, nor can a father put into his children what God gave the mother to put in them. You need both. Hallelujah to God. And so if if you're in here today, saints, and, and you're trying to raise your children together, you're almost in a minority today. Your children, praise God, are blessed to have you, and they should thank God for it. I hope as they become of age that they realize that they were blessed in the midst of this wicked and evil generation. But let us not be among those that buy into the lies of the age, praise God, and destroy and mess up families. Hallelujah to God. Oh, Lord have mercy on us. Praise God. And so you got these folk we used to call in my day shacking. They just living together. Praise God playing house. We used to call it amen having sex together and aren't married. Some folk are under the pressure because they live together. They're married. You ain't married legally until you come before somebody who has been duly authorized in the United States. If you live in this country to marry you and in most cases it's a minister that the government recognizes. Praise God or it's adjusted to the peace somebody who's a magistrate or official other than that just because you live with a person for 20 years don't mean he's your husband doesn't mean she's your wife you got to do it right Hallelujah to God. Amen. But this is the mess we got going. And, and some of you, I feel sorry for some of you because you're young people and you have no clue, no clue. You're clueless about how the world was just in the generation of your parents and your grandparents. Praise God. This thing has gotten stink and foul in the last two generations. The mess we see now and call it normal was not tolerated in my generation, nor my father's generation, nor my grandparents generation. This thing has gone down the the tubes in the last two or three generations. Amen. This way we're living now is not pleasing to God. It's not right. It's not normal. Praise God. All that's happening is the scriptures are being fulfilled. Hallelujah to the Lord. Oh my, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. My, my, at this point, approximately one out of every three children in the United States lives in a home with a, a third, just about a third of the kids being raised right now in these United States don't have a father living with them. You're almost doomed to poverty. Praise God. Because the un ethical and unequal system still doesn't pay women what they're worth in the workplace. A woman is still, she's doing the same job as a man. She's got to be astute. She's got to call them on it. She's got to confront them because they're still paying men more than they're paying women. And if that's the case, then if you're trying to raise a child without a man, praise God, there's a very good sense, especially if you don't have skills that demand a a very good income. Praise the Lord. There's There's a very good chance that your children are living in poverty, amen, because a man is not in the, and I mean the father, and I mean the husband, I don't mean just any old creature, that's called a man laying up around there, praise God, amen, kissing you in the cheek, praise God, in the morning and telling you, I'll see you later, honey, go to work while you, praise God, that rascal lays up there, look like bum that he is, and won't work and provide for his family, I'm not talking about that, that's not a man, that's a bum, hallelujah to God, amen, praise God, but if if a man brings a child into the world he ought to have the decency to try to stick with the mother and raise the child and more importantly bring them into the house of God and raise them in the fear of God. Hallelujah to the Lord. Praise God. But a third now of our children don't have praise God any father living in the home with them. And about a third of all American women are going to have an abortion by age 45. These weasels today praise God will tell you If they get you pregnant, go have an abortion. They don't want to face the facts. They don't want to deal with the consequences. They don't want to be responsible. They'll tell you to have an abortion. And these devils, praise God, amen, that are in these abortion clinics. Amen. Hallelujah. They'll they'll tell you it's all right to do it. Praise God. Let me tell you something. It's murder. It's wrong. Praise God. Amen. Just because you don't want to face the facts doesn't make it right in the face of God. I know sometime before you come into the church, church you don't know a good and a lot of folk don't really know right from wrong because a lot of folks in our country don't even go to church anymore I mean nobody's church where they're hearing anything from the word of the Lord but we are in a situation now that's ungodly praise God because abortion amen is so common amen we've accepted it praise God we got people in politics that are supporting it and encouraging it and funding it praise God and you got some folk in the church amen that live fornicating lives praise God won't do us right amen and these weasels will tell these girls they'll go get an abortion or praise God somebody in the family doesn't want to be shamed so they'll tell you to get an abortion but it's wrong hallelujah praise God Amen. you ought to stop living that way praise God let me tell you nobody that is, is not married needs to have any kind of condoms or any kind of birth control praise God what do you need that for if you're not having sex Y'all not with me today, but that's all right. Amen. I ain't finished. I ain't through. I'm gonna preach a while today. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. You don't need to have no, no. I I just feel like being plain today. Praise God. You don't need to have no rubbers in your wallet. Praise God. You don't even have no pills in your pocket. Praise the Lord our God. Come on. Somebody shout amen. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that we ought to avoid fornication. Get your eyes off of this filth. Amen. On the internet. Praise God. Throw your phone in the street and run your car over it, smash it because it'd be better, Jesus said they'll go to hell with they'll go to heaven without it than to go to hell with a cell phone Hallelujah to God. Amen, amen. You got to clean up. You got to put away that stuff that's not like God. You got to come out from among these folks that are a mess. You need to turn that television off. You can't hardly watch the news today without these flipping nasty gals walking around on commercials with no clothes on and these gals walking around now. They got these tight, tight I don't know what you call that spandex mess. Praise God. They got it on their body. You can tell every line in their body. There's no anymore. There's no shame anymore. Praise God. And one is trying to outdo the other. Some of them are big as fat as an elephant. Praise God. Amen. And they got this stuff pulled up over their backsides. It's a shame before God. And just cause you got a shape, God didn't give it to you to show everybody that ought to be for your husband and for him alone. Don't fool with these people in the world. These young ladies are all concerned about being a model. Be God's model. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God! Don't you walk around here living, praise God, that kind of life and destroy your life? These rascals that love to look at you they're not worth Most of them don't have a decent job they don't have any money they don't want to support you why fool with them ain't nothing but a low down rascal Amen. Leave them alone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Bishop, we ain't going to get nobody. I told you a few weeks ago, I hope you don't get nobody. I'm hoping you get somebody. Hallelujah. Too many of you want nobody. And there's a bunch of nobodies around here now. They don't know God. No man was around to help them understand what manliness is all about. They don't know how to treat women with respect. And you want that? He's with you. He's with her. He's with her. Amen. These folk ain't nothing but Trumps and Clintons. Did you hear me? I said, they're nothing but Donald Trumps and Bill Clintons. Praise God. And that's what you want. Because they got a position. Because they got a little power. Because they got a little money. You're better off broke. But you got your integrity. And you got your decency. And you know the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Look at the terrible shape we're in. And everybody's grinning and going to the disco. Well, disco used to be club, I guess they call it now they laughing and grinning in the club and they're a mess. Hallelujah. Huh? Planned Parenthood, that's the demons group, performs more than 300,000 abortions every single year. Huh? During 2012, more than 85,000 military veterans were formally treated for sexual abuse that they suffered while serving in the U.S. military. And you know What? I know we often let our minds quickly flip to that's men in the military preying on women. Listen, what's going on in the military a lot of times is men in the military preying on other men. That's right. The lie is, homosexuals don't bother nobody. Well, how do we get two? How do we get three or more? They must be bothering somebody. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. United States, we got the highest incarceration rate, praise God, uh, and the largest total prison population in the whole world. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Americans spend more than $280 billion on prescription drugs each year, just popping pills every time they feel. The Bible said, if any be sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray the prayer of faith, anoint them with oil in the name of uh, in the name of the Lord. For the prayer of faith will save the sick. And God said, not only will I heal your body, but if you've committed any sin, I'll forgive you. Huh? Praise the Lord. Why not come and get your body and your soul healed? Amen. You stay around popping these pills because you don't want to feel any pain. Because we're so weak now. We're so gutless. We don't want to feel anything. We don't want to feel no pain. As soon as we have the slightest little bit of pain, we popping something. We popping something. Praise the Lord. And, the, and a lot of these doctors don't have any scruples either. Hmm? People now are telling the doctor what to give them, and the doctors are so silly, they're giving it to them. Hmm? And the pharmaceutical companies, praise the Lord, are scratching the backs of the doctors, and the doctors are scratching the backs of the pharmaceutical companies and pushing this. Do you now know we have an epidemic in our world now? Because you've got a lot of these uh, mothers that are living in the suburbs that are opioid addicts. They hide it because sometimes of who they are and they can squash certain stuff and not make it public. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of these folks that are supposed to be well to do, living in a stick somewhere, I wonder why a lot of these people want to live where nobody is. Because they got nasty, filthy garbage going on in their homes and in their communities. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why they want to be way up somewhere, way back in the woods. You got to drive almost a mile or two off the road to get back up in the woods to their house. And they got a beautiful home, but God help it. Huh? Where you got suburban mothers buying drugs from high school boys. This is a mess. We're riding down the road grinning rather than praying. You don't know who's on the road with you. (laughs) Hmm? You don't know who's on the road. It's not just folks, praise the Lord, down in the ghetto that are messed up. It's folk on the mountain, too. They're messed up just as bad because they got more money to get messed up more. The only thing you don't have is a good lawyer. You can't afford to go to a lawyer. So you, you, can, you can't afford to keep your name out the paper huh? and the judge from giving you a sentence. But those that can use it and they got connections, they use it. And people keep their mouth shut and zipped up. This is a messed up time. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. And so, praise God. Amen. We have this problem in our world today. According to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, doctors in the United States write more than 250 million prescriptions for antidepressants each year. You got a lot of folk and even folk in the church. I've told you in the church a long time ago, don't get up talking to me about no devil testimonies. I didn't come here to hear about no devil because the Lord that I serve is greater. Amen. Let's talk about Jesus. Don't tell me what the devil did and what the devil. I don't, you go to some churches and it's supposed to be a testimony service. They need to shut that down because you get a bunch of folk, one here and the other and getting up. And we used to say monkey see, monkey do. Huh? One person get up and say something stupid. Excuse me. That's just a tragic fact. And somebody else getting talking, talking something just it dumb. Everybody in the church talking about what the devil's doing, how hard the time they had this week, and all that kind of stuff. Don't you know demons listen? Demons are not omnipresent. Demons are not omniscient. They don't know everything. They know what we tell them. And so if you get up talking about, saints, I'm depressed. You open the floodgates wide for the devil to come in and say, listen... You think that's depression? My Lord. Get one of his demons, one of his depressing demons. And say, You are you, you're assigned. You're assigned to her. She just said she was depressed. She's down. Huh? She's burdened. So yeah, you're assigned to her. You're assigned to her. Hallelujah. And and that's you can't get up and tell all your business to them demons. Uh, they will finish you off, huh? Rather than getting up and saying the joy of the Lord is my strength, I'm pressing on, huh? Those trials are pressing me. I feel like going on. We get up and we'll let these folks. I'm depressed. I'm in the church. but I'm the nobody that has the gift of the Holy Ghost and the joy of Jesus in their life ought to be depressed, huh? No, you ought not be depressed. You ought not be depressed and down and out and sad, sick and sorry. Sin will make you sad. Sin will make you sick. Sin will make you sorry. But if you repent from it. then the Old Testament say, God said, if my people that are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then when I hear from heaven, I forgive their sin and heal their land. Well, 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 pastor, you just don't understand. I don't have a good marriage. My husband is not romantic. Listen, let me tell you something. Your husband was the same as when you brought that fella up here and stood up here to say, I do. He ain't changed a look. He wasn't romantic then. But your mentality was, I got to get somebody. Because if I don't get somebody, I won't have anybody. So he's worthless, but I'm going to get him anyway so I can show the other sisters that I have a man. You don't think I know you? I know you. And I know those of you in here that don't have a man that's looking But let me tell you something, can't nothing get married in here without my permission. So you can play all the games you want to, but when you sit down with me, the cover's coming off and the gloves too. And you ain't getting married till I say you can get married. You trying to impress the wrong people. Hallelujah. You trying to impress the wrong people. You think you're gonna sneak and we well if you mess up somebody and take them out to the church, there's nothing much I can do about that because I'm preaching the word. Amen. And if they refuse to hear and go out there, then their blood is on their own hands. Your blood is not on my hand. But if you stay in here, we're gonna do, right. do it right. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna do it right. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't get up and talk weak. Praise the Lord, huh? I'm so beat. I'm so down. The joy of the Lord, the scripture says, is my strength. I was glad when they said unto me, "Let us go to the house of the Lord." Huh? Saints, I, I wasn't feeling that well, but I felt like if I could just press my way and get to the house of the Lord, Amen. I felt like just being in the company of the saints, I would feel better. And you know what? I feel better. Praise the Lord. Huh? Get rid of all your crying towels and get some joy in your soul and peace in your mind. Huh? I was listening to somebody not too long ago, they said Bishop Lawson, to say some of the saints, the Holy Ghost is all in their feet. That's the only place they got the Holy Ghost. He said, I thank God I got Holy Ghost in my mind. Help me to think. Huh? Praise the Lord. You can't operate on your emotions all the time. You've got to know what the Word says. Praise the Lord. And tell your emotions sometime to take a, take a back seat. Tell your feelings sometime to take a back seat so I can obey the Word of the Lord. Huh? You've got to fool your enemy. Hmm? I don't know how many times I've painted this analogy for you, but if you're in a, in a boxing match... And every time your opponent hits you, you say, Ow, man, you really hurt me that time. I saw stars. What do you think the man gonna do? He's gonna say, Well, try one from this side. (laughs) Bang! Try two together. (laughs) Bang! Knock your lights out. Because you go, ouch, ouch, ouch. Just some of our favorite word, ouch. Huh? You gotta learn how to take a punch from the devil and say, Is that all you got? That's all you got. Now, by the way, I got a sword here. Put out your sword of the spirit. That's why you need to know the scriptures, because the, the scriptures, the Bible, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. And you ought to tell him, try this for side, and give him a good scripture and give it to him right. Because he knows the scripture. He knows when you don't know it. So get get your head in the word and give it to him right. And stick him real good. Huh? And see him go scampering away. Huh? Put him to flight. Rather than you running all the time. Praise God. Put him to flight. Put his demons to flight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. So with our strong families, our young people are constantly in search of an identity. According to the FBI, there are now more than 1.4 million gang members. Huh? involved in the 33,000 active criminal gangs in the United States. So you got kids that are living somewhere at home where I guess we're crazy folk, who are supposed to be their parents, and they don't feel like they're part of a family, so they go hook themselves out with a bunch of crazies out there. They're posse or whatever they call them, and they're in a gang, and they're doing foolish things. Our young men need help. I don't mean just black young men, young men period young men self-destruct without a strong man. Do you hear me? Young men, they know how to self-destruct without a strong man to give them some guidance and take no lip off them. They tell me a while ago on the continent of Africa, they took some young bull elephants and... The mothers, and they brought them to another place, and there were hippopotamuses there, or rhinoceroses—I can't remember which one. Either one is unimportant. But when the young bull elephants were transplanted to other, they started knocking over the other animals, just knocking them in the water, knocking them on the land, and they couldn't figure out what to do. And somebody said, "Let's go and get those old. Let's go get those those oh those senior bull elephants and bring them down here." And when they brought the senior bull elephants down there, they started knocking their sons around and saying, leave the other animals alone. They didn't take them to Harvard or Yale or, 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 or Oxford and sit down and give them a class. Huh? Yeah. And they didn't put them on some drug. Because if you're all not careful, these folks will have your children on dope, legal dope. Because you won't cut their backsides and make them shut up when they're supposed to shut up and sit down when they're supposed to sit down and stand up when you tell them to stand up and do what you tell them to do. When they get out of here and they can't uh, control themselves, these people will drug them up in the school. They'll drug them up. Uh, make zombies out of them. Somebody knows I'm telling the truth. If you do your job like you ought to your child to know how when they get to school, how to sit down and mind their business and behave themselves. And they know that if you have to come, get off work and come to the school to get them straightened out, it's going to be like the Chicago fire, a hot time in the old house tonight. But see, some of y'all are afraid to spank your children. Some fathers are afraid. They can't count the number of times they wore their children's backside out. Now, if a child is complying and doing right, that's all right. But if you got a child that's hard-headed, there's one way to get to a hard head. It ain't lip. It ain't negotiation. It's a strap and a butt. Am I making myself clear? Yeah. Don't you let these people fool you. Yeah. That's how it's been for thousands of years, and it's been working. It's been only in these last few generations that we have abandoned that because we got these smart Alex now, the scholars, telling us that. We don't need to do that. You're going you're gonna to destroy their, um, uh, their self-esteem. You're going to turn them into bullies. Listen, there have been bullies since Cain. We act like we're just finding out about bullies. There have been bullies since Cain. Some of us are older, went to school with bullies, and some of us were bullies. So we know they've been bullies. Now all of a sudden we want, but you know, it's crazy. Because we don't want the children to be bullied, but the adults are bullying one another. In politics, they're bullying. These folks talk out of both sides of their mouth. They need help. They need to come into the ark. Hallelujah. So we got all these kids now that are part of gangs shooting up each other killing each other, killing innocent people, huh? Have no respect for authority, hallelujah. Average young American will spend 10,000 hours playing video games before they're 21, 10,000 hours. That rascal can't be working. I started working when I was 11 years old, 11. How can somebody spend ten thousand hours playing games, and they're supposed to be preparing for you know, uh, to be an adult and maturity? You got to give these kids some chores, and you need to show them how to do them, and you need to check up on them. If you're that tired, quit your job and get a job bagging that Stop and Shop. Then, if you're that tired, when you I do tired. All you need to do is get out there and get a good walk, a brisk walk, and do that regularly and your life will come back to you. Some of you sit around and you don't do nothing, that's why you're tired all the time. Huh? There would be no United States if they were made, if our generation started, because we're always tired. Hmm? Worn out. We do a little bit of work. I just can't make it no further. Huh? And you look around and you see these great cities and what people built. How do you think those things got built? On a computer? There were none. Blood, sweat, and sometimes tears. Huh? How do you think things got planted? How do you think they got harvested? How do you think they got cooked? Because people knew how to work. Hallelujah. And now we don't know how to work. All we know how to do is. Put a little thing in front of my little grandson. He's just a year old. All of a sudden, he's swiping. <laughs> it must be a spirit. <laughs> how the kid know how to, huh? And let alone these two and three and four years old, they know how to go to where they want to go on the web. Huh? They see the symbols, they know how to push them to go to. And some of them just put, really just put stuff in front of them to keep them quiet. They don't know how their, their ABCs, they don't know their numbers. Are y'all listening to me? huh? They don't know almost anything but how to play. We don't spend any time with them. That's, that's worthwhile, I'm saying. We just put something in front it Used to be the television, now it's these, these, uh, uh, yeah, these uh, electronic internet devices and let them play with that to amuse themselves while we sleep. <laughs> I'm so sick of sleep. <laughs> You'll have plenty of time to lay down. Work till you drop. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to this. Nearly one-fifth of all, that's 20% of, you, of folks in the United States have no religious affiliation whatsoever. Back in 1972, only 7% of all U.S. adults had no affiliation, religious affiliation. So our our young people are being destroyed because at least a generation or two ago, we were bad enough where at least the parents would send the children to Sunday school even if they didn't go. So the children were hearing about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David. Huh? Yes, and Moses. They were hearing the Ten Commandments. But now, no one Going to church I don't mean literally I mean according to statistics A lot of folks don't go to church They don't send their children to church Where are you going to learn Right from wrong From CNN I can't even watch Some of them stations too long They're so full of foolishness And the people sitting up there talking heads They got foolishness pouring out of their mouth When you know the two story You just click them off Everybody's trying to persuade you to their kind of thinking. Hmm? 73% of the religiously affiliated folks folks that don't attend church, right? The unaffiliated, religiously unaffiliated, these are the folks that that support gay marriage. 72% of these people support legalized abortion. Why wouldn't you when you don't know the truth? When you don't know what God says? You're going to do what you think is right, what you feel is right. huh? So the Bible says the earth was full of violence. Hmm? And that's the case today. Violence and terrorism everywhere in some form. Praise the Lord. Amen. We got people that are losing their mind. A man left his, I don't understand this. How can you take your child in the car with you and forget them and leave them in the car? You must be on an opioid. How can you put your child, first of all, it's a struggle to get them in the car now. When I was a young man and had children and we brought them from the hospital, I just opened the door for my wife and she got in the front seat with the baby in her arm and we drove home. Now you got to buy all kind of apparatus to keep them safe and that's not a bad thing. But by the time you get him in there and sit him in there and put this arm in and put that arm in and buckle up here, pull that thing, and buckle him down there and strap them in, make sure it's tight, how can you forget all that? How can you forget all that? But you got these crazy folk riding around today with stuff in their ears. How can you hear a siren and you driving with something in your ear? How can you pay attention to the road and you acting like God gave you a third arm? Huh? I, I came out the store the other day and you parked sometime nose in at the store and a and woman was in front of me and before she could start the car, the first thing she did was, then she started the car, then she put it in gear, then she ba- half backed up, then she had to play with it a little bit more. Sitting in the, in the street and in the aisle now. I'm saying this is crazy time. This is crazy. Who's that important? I'm convinced that I don't know about about these things. I don't know a lot about them, amen, so I can get myself in trouble. But if, if Twitter's the kind of thing where you can just tap into anybody who has a so-called Twitter account, I guess, that's probably the right way to say it, and you can see what they're talking about, I, these are tools for the devil to get these nosy folk. There's some people that can't mind their business. They got a demon that won't let them focus on themselves and mind their business. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 4.11, study to be quiet and mind your business. But now we have so much information that's available to us, we forget the Bible says that. So a bunch of you, we used to call them nosy Joes. Nosy, you got nosy women and nosy men. They want to see what this one said, what that one said, what the other one said. What about what God said? You can't call a scripture, but you're looking at everybody's tweet. The only thing I knew about tweeting when I was a child was birdies, go tweet, tweet. Now you looking at tweet to see what one knucklehead and another knucklehead says. This so-called popular person. and If these folks don't come in the ark, they're going to be lost. I don't care nothing about what these people say. I care about what the Lord says. I care about keeping my mind right. Hallelujah. But when you got a nosy demon on you, You will always be on that thing to look and see what you can find out about somebody else. Mind your business, thus saith the Lord. That's Bible. Hallelujah. Hmm? My God, my God. So the earth was full of violence. Huh? And folk aren't seeking the Lord anymore. They're lovers of pleasure, the Bible says, more than lovers of God. And so as a result, the world is imploding with evil. Amen. And so the Bible again is being fulfilled because the Bible says, God said that the last days, perilous times shall come and we are living in dangerous times. Therefore, we need to come into the ark. And I'm not talking about Noah's ark, wherever it is. I'm talking about what it symbolized, and that was the church. That's the church of Jesus Christ. We need to come in the church. And how do you get in the church? By realizing that you're a sinner. And you need to ask God to have mercy on you and forgive you your sins. You need to repent from those sins. If you're caught up in any of the stuff I talked about earlier today, amen, that are are some of the statistics from from the social ills in our, our times, you need to ask God to have mercy on you. Help me, Lord, to get out of the mess I'm in because this is designed by the devil to try to destroy me. Hmm? Hallelujah. And so I need to be born again. You need to repent from your sins and be born of the water. You need to be baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why in the name Jesus Christ as opposed to in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? Well, let's look back at the ark. Everybody who was in the ark's name was Noah. There was one family, one name. It was Noah and Noah's wife, Mrs. Noah. And he had three sons, sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And each of them had a wife, not wives. Huh? And so each of their, their wives' name was Mrs. Noah. Hmm? Eight souls, the Bible says, were saved in the book of Peter, 1 Peter chapter 3, by water. But they all had the same name. And G-O-D is not a name, but J-E-S-U-S is. Hallelujah. And so in the New Testament, they baptize, amen, from the book of Acts forward, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You've got to take his name on. And the only way you can take his name on is you've got to be baptized into him. And you're baptized into him when his name is called during the baptismal service. You don't get baptized in the titles of God. You get baptized in the name of God. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He didn't say baptizing them in the titles of God. He said in the name of the, the... question becomes, what is the name of the Father? What is the name of the Son? What is the name of the Holy Ghost? Huh? Jesus said, listen, I've kept them in your name. The name of God is Lord Jesus Christ. You've got to be baptized in his name if you want to get into... His church. Hallelujah. And then you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. You need to receive the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of folks that are churchgoers, but they don't have the Holy Ghost. They call themselves Christians or people are calling themselves Christians, but they don't have the Holy Ghost. The Bible says by one spirit are we all baptized into the one body. The one body is the church and the one spirit is the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're not in the church yet. Hmm? And the Holy Ghost is more than a warm feeling. When you really receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Hallelujah to God. If you have not spoken in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance, you don't have the Holy Ghost yet. You're not in the ark yet. You might be on your way, but you're not in there yet. Praise the Lord. Because it takes the Holy Ghost to put you in the church. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none under the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The name is Lord Jesus. Jesus suffered, bled, and died for us to be a part of his church. Therefore, we must use his name. Hallelujah. Oh, thank the Lord. Oh, thank the Lord. Only eight souls, Peter said, were saved by water. You must be baptized. People, these evangelicals are telling you you don't need to be baptized because they don't have an understanding of the word of God. The Bible tells us in the book of Peter that only eight souls were saved by water. Huh? Praise the Lord. Being baptized in Jesus' name provides you with an answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You've got to be buried with him by baptism. You've got to rise to walk in the newness of life. You've got to be filled with his spirit. That's what being born again is all about. This is a dangerous world. Don't get left in it. When Jesus comes to take his church away, hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. There's only one door. Wasn't there one door to the ark? And God didn't trust Noah to shut it. We read the scripture a long time ago, if you still remember. Huh? Amen. The Bible says when those animals came in and Noah's family came in, the Bible says that God shut the door. Why do you think God shut the door? Because Noah probably would hear those people banging on the side of the ark. Noah, we believe you now. We believe you now. Let us in. How can you be so mean? Let us in. And Noah probably would have been smitten at the heart because he was a, a good man. huh? And he probably would have opened that door. And you know what? When they got in there, they wouldn't have behaved themselves. They wouldn't have behaved themselves. I don't read any slaughter of any animals in the ark all that time. They, they would have been killing the animals. You know, the Bible says all that was in their heart was evil. That's why some churches are messed up because people come in and they don't have a revelation from God about God's salvation and so folk come out the world as sinners with evil in their heart and they come into church and bring the same mess and it's never corrected, checked. They never get rid of it. And so you got the same old trash going on in the church that you do in the world. huh? That's why I thank God for being in a church and having an understanding whereby there needs to be a transformation. You've got to be born again. You can't continue the old stuff you were doing and the way you were living and being the church of Jesus Christ. If you are sneaky, you've got to get rid of your sneakiness. Huh? Because the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. You can't get by. It don't make a difference if you can fool me. You can't fool God. You can't be one way in the church and another way out there and make it into the ark. Huh? You can't be a liar. Huh? You can't tell the truth when it's convenient for you. You can't make it in. You can't be a whoremonger. This is scripture. If sex is so good to you, you ain't going to feel no urges at all in hell nor in the second death, in the lake of fire. You're not going to lust after nothing. You're going to be weeping, you're going to be crying, and you're going to be gritting your teeth. That's the Bible. And before one jot or tittle of God's word fails, heaven and earth is going to get out of here. It's going to pass away. Because God's given us a chance to come in now like he gave those people in Noah's day 120 years that man preached to come into the ark. And they wouldn't do it. And God is laboring with some of us today trying to tell us to come out of the sin that we're in and this mixed kind of life we're living and come be true people of God. And give ourselves to him and get out of our sins and stop playing around and being two-timers. Because he wants to save us. Hallelujah. Stop being in your house and tearing up the saints and backbiting and destroying people. Huh? You think you're going to heaven? Ain't no backbiting going into heaven. Ain't no liars or predators. Or, they're not going into heaven. Huh? Huh? we got to be sanctified. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to God. Huh? we got to purify ourselves, even as he is pure. Ain't no angry folk going to heaven. We get angry with each other and stay angry with each other. We don't try to get it right. We don't try to go back and acknowledge that we've done wrong and ask our brother or sister to us. We just keep the foolishness going. You think that's going to heaven? How can both of us go to heaven mad with each other? You need to come in the ark. That's the kind of stuff that happens outside the ark. But if, in your, yeah, if you're in the ark, you're safe. Huh? Just think about it. Everything in the ark was safe. Huh? The fountains of the deep, the Bible said, were broken up. Water coming from the ground. Water coming out the sky. Hallelujah, and the old boat began to creak in rock, hmm? and it began to lift up and float. Nobody in the ark was wet because Noah pitched it inside and out, waterproofed it, waterproofed it. Hallelujah. And the old ark began to just squeak a little bit and uh, and Ride the storm. You know, when you get in the church, God will give you the ability to ride out the storms of life. Somebody ought to know what I'm talking about. When you're in the church, you might hear the squeaking and the rocking, and all the, but you just be in there, you just riding out the storm. Riding out the storm. Huh? The storm of misery, the storm of pain, the storm of trouble, the storm of not enough money sometimes. Huh? You just riding out the storm. You don't feel so well sometimes, but you don't jump ship. You just stay in the ship and ride out the storm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes it seems like everybody's getting blessed but you. But you know God is faithful. You just ride out the storm. Because it's safe in here. huh? It's safe in here. Thank you, Jesus. You don't need all that stuff from the world. When you're in the ark, the church of Jesus Christ, you bid the world goodbye. When you came in, you came in through Jesus Christ because he said, I am the door. <laughs> By me, if any man enter in. Hmm? You get in through Jesus and not through some of these cracks and crevices and these funny ways folks are claiming they're in the church today. They ain't in the church of Jesus Christ. Their folk ain't in no church. They're on another ship. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But when you get in the real church, it's safe. Hmm? Somebody said, what have I to fret? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arm, I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. I'm just leaning on the everlasting arm. Hallelujah to God. Huh? Any of you ever been on a big ship? Sometimes it takes a little time away to get used to, right? The thing is rocking and uh, they say you got to get your sea legs once you learn how to balance yourself, you can go anywhere you want to go. You go anywhere you want to go on the ship. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's once you learn how to walk with the Lord, you don't get involved with a whole lot of mess. You don't get involved with gossip and all that garbage. You stay away from them kind of folk. Praise the Lord. Huh? And you don't let them in, praise the Lord, because God shut the door and and, and Noah couldn't let them in because they'd have messed up everything inside the ark. They'd had animals fighting each other, huh? Because a little leaven, leaven is the whole lump. Praise the Lord, Amen. You let fornication break out in the church, and a whole bunch of folk could get messed up. You let adultery break out in the church, is unchecked, a whole lot of folk would get mixed up, huh? It's got to be dealt with. It's got to be confronted. It's got to be cried against. It's got to be stood against. You let a stubborn or rebellious spirit break out in the church. You get one brother who's hard-headed and stubborn. He'll let his spirit get on another brother. All of a sudden, he's going to withstand the pastor. Let me, you, that's a good way to get crushed. I don't have to crush you. Huh? The Bible says, touch not mine anointed and do my prophet no harm. The best thing you could do is leave me alone. Cause I don't have to fight my battles. I got somebody to put a whooping on you, huh? Have leave, leave you running, screaming, and hollering. Praise the Lord, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But you're safe in the church. Hallelujah! You stay away from all that bad stuff I was telling you about earlier, and your mind is clean. You can kneel down on your knees. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I glorify you, Lord. I bless and praise your holy name. And you have no filthy pictures coming back to your minds, because you didn't see any filthiness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about, I wonder if anybody know if I was touching Sally, because you wasn't touching Sally. I need to stop preaching, but I'm starting to feel pretty good now. <laughs> huh? You don't have to lay awake at night. <laughs> I wish I hadn't lied. I wish I hadn't stolen, because you ain't lying. You ain't stealing, because it's safe in here. Yes, Why you go to that church? They can't do nothing over here. We can't do nothing but be safe. Huh? I just feel safe at that little church over there, on 1153 uh, Blue Hills. I could go someplace else, but I noticed when I got in someplace else, there was holes in the wall. Water was coming in there. The wind was blowing through there. Huh? I was getting pelted by the rain. But in here, I know I'm safe. Huh? Ain't nothing falling on me but the anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? We're not in here faking and playing and playing church. Praise God. I feel the genuine Holy Ghost in my soul and on me. Hallelujah to God. Well, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I just got a better life now that I come into the ark. Huh? I found out that God is a way maker. Hmm? Outside the ark, I'm trying to figure out how what I'm going to eat. I found out He's a provider. Huh? Somebody said he'll make ways where there appears to seem to be no way. He'll open doors that have been closed. He'll make crooked roads straight and rough roads smooth. How do you know what I'm talking about? Huh? Somebody said in here in the ark we're safe. I notice when I get down to my last dime, he steps right in on top. Hallelujah to God. Somebody said in here, I don't have to worry and I don't have to fret. Praise. I know the Lord hasn't left me. He promised never to leave me. Never to forsake me. Praise God. So I can tell somebody the Lord is my helper. And I won't fear what men can do unto me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I found out in the ark, even though hell is raging on the outside, somehow in the inside, in the church of Jesus Christ, I've got peace. Jesus said, peace I give you. My (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm going to give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know that even though things may not look well all the time, you know the Lord is going to make a way somehow. He made a way for me the last time I was in trouble, and I know he's going to make another way for me. I don't see it, praise God, hallelujah, but he told me don't let my heart be troubled. He said, neither let it be afraid. In the 27th Psalm, he said, even my enemies, when they come after me, they're going to stumble and fall. Huh? The war should arise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after hallelujah oh thank you Jesus I'm going to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in this temple praise in this secret place (laughs) right within the ark he's got a secret place glory to God he'll hide me hallelujah to God amen I don't have to worry about my enemies praise the Lord because I'm on the Lord's side praise God so so your finances run a little bit low sometimes sister you don't have to take on